This is Planted, the podcast serving you plant-based lifestyle and wellness tips with a little bit of laughter and fun stories along the way. I'm your host, AP, founder and lead blogger at plantbasedslay.com. I'm so excited to welcome you to another episode of Planted, so let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Planted, the podcast. I'm Mama Paige, and of course, I'm in conversation today with the founder of Plant Based and Slate, AP. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, AP, I am looking forward to our conversation today. Um, I had saw this video on Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. the other day called The Invisible Vegan. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, we got to do a show on this. So I'm so glad you said yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't heard of it before, but um, I was excited to, I guess, watch it and see what it was about. Once you gave me a brief overview, because I was like, I don't feel like watching a documentary today. But yeah, and I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of documentaries, (laughs) Um, but this one, I really appreciated this one. So the Invisible Vegan was actually released in 2019. I hadn't heard about it, and I'm surprised. Um, But it is by um, Jasmine or produced by Jasmine Leva. Is Invisible Vegan her um, Instagram name? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, And it's 84 minutes long. (laughs) And what caught my attention is that it's focusing on um, Mm African-Americans and people from the um, African diaspora in general, but African-Americans in particular. Um, And I haven't seen a program really focusing on the African-American vegan experience the way that I have experienced it. So it's a lot of little things, but it comes together really well. So mm-hmm. there's a little history in there, but the thing that really caught my attention because I so resonated with it is early on in the documentary, she says, you know, I had always thought about vegan as, or being vegan as white people stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that this, this is the image and that really resonated with me because um, being in conversation with different people, like Brian Terry, mm-hmm. when he came out with his um, Afro-vegan cookbook, that was one of the things, one of the criticisms that people directed towards him was like, it's vegan. It's it, That's not Black people. How can you, right. how can you say this is a soul cookbook? Yeah. It's like, oh, actually, it is. A Black person is making it and cooking it. So guess what? It's African-American cuisine. So mm-hmm. I really resonated with, with that. She tells of um, her own story, how she got inspired. And then there's voices of other people that are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, really talking about those things that you don't hear talked about a lot in just kind of those mainstream discussions about being vegan and what are some of the challenges. You don't hear white people talking about uh, being vegan, being accused that it's just white people stuff. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was interesting too, because um, as you said, they, you do think that it's just a white person 
Mm-hmm. Like it's white people food or it's rabbit food yeah. or it's just not something that black people do. And even though veganism, plant-basedism, whatever you want to call it is more widespread now, you still get the people that look at you and say, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Are you eating? Do you want me to bring you some food? Like thinking that yeah. something's wrong with you or like yeah. you're getting your black card revoked because you're And that was something else that was brought in there, right? You know, that you know, this world famous, I think world famous, right? We talked about her before and we talked about women that we admire, the person who is behind the any by any greens necessary, mm-hmm. right? That she's at a party minding her own business. People notice she's not eating any meat and people saying, are you, you know, you need anything? No, I'm sorry. I just don't eat any meat. What? How can you? She's, yeah. And when she said, yeah, that person just kind of rolled her eyes at me up and down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I got to defend myself. No, I'm still black. I just don't eat any meat. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting to me. And we had a discussion about this kind of previous to this podcast, but how veganism or eating plant or eating from the land is black people food just it's way back it's our history it comes from you know our motherland and we are agricultural people we are people mm-hmm. that go out and grow our own and just this movement of plant-based eating is getting us back to that and also yeah. resolving some of the issues in america around food deserts and low low income communities or mm-hmm. And if you don't know what a food desert is, that means that they don't have access to fresh foods. Um, yeah. And I realized um, once, you know, when we had the chat with Brian Terry, that where I grew up or where you guys are now was kind of a food desert <laughs> growing up. <laughs> it was, and it because doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it, but like I couldn't just, I guess I could have, I, I would have had to walk for a little bit, but I couldn't walk to a you know, a grocery store, the closest grocery store I could walk to that was the community grocery store where you didn't have to go to another community outside of ours did not have the best produce. Like it was always like, eh. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll go there and pick up some stuff if I need to, but that's not the yeah. one that you go to grocery shop, right? Or um, you would have to go to the Walmart or the Myers in the white people neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a fresh food market or anything available. Right. We did have a farmer's market, but again, it was in the white people's neighborhood. Right. And you know, the the grocery store, like you said, we could walk to it because it was on your way to walking to school, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the grocery store is like, that's where you went if you had, that's if where I went if I go. had to pick up something extra. Yeah. However, what's interesting, I mean, that grocery store has since closed, so we don't even have that in the neighborhood. Right. But that was, it was part of a chain of stores. And that one had the most business of that chain. Like that one that was really? in the Black community. Yeah, it had like by volume the most business because you had a lot of people who were walking mm-hmm. there because it was a Black community, right? Yeah. But it was the one that didn't have the best produce. Yeah. It didn't have the best meats. Mm-hmm. I mean, the meats would maybe starting to turn a little gray but you know it wasn't it wasn't bad i please hear me it wasn't spoiled it wasn't no, bad food no it, it was just kind of like, like real pretty it was almost like the seconds vegetables before it became right. popular 
to purchase imperfect foods, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we had we had imperfect foods. Right. But that but that one closed and that one the, the aisles were narrower, the floors mm-hmm. were almost always dirty. Yeah. They, so they it really wasn't an attractive place to be, but it had the most volume. Mm -hmm. And then that closed down. And so that's not, that's not even there. And so with food desert, it's not that there's no food in the area. It's just that access to really good quality food and food that doesn't, because sometimes what you'll see is like, oh yeah, there's a grocery store in, in a, um, impoverished area, but it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Um, the same thing that you could buy in a suburban store is just going to cost you more mm-hmm. there. And they'll say, oh, it's because of security. And it's like, eh, I don't know if it's really about security. You have people who are can't go anywhere else. And, you know, the bus system isn't all that great. So it's not like you could just hop on a bus and get go to a grocery store. Okay. But even if you did, you can't buy a week's worth of groceries and yeah. lug them on the bus. And even, even with that, though... Um, I think our community is really good because you can all, it was small enough where you could go to somebody's house and they were growing something. Yes. Or they knew somebody who was growing something or somebody mm-hmm. who came from down South and had fresh produce. So you had that, but there are communities out there who don't even have that either. They right. have like a corner store. Um, so we were gas station, a gas station. <laughs> dollar store. Right. So to be clear, we were in a food desert, but it was uh it was a better version of it. <laughs> it was a bit. I don't know. Yeah, because you really, because you didn't yeah. really, you didn't know you were in a food desert. Like some places right. you go, you know, you're in a food right. desert because the only place you have to get food is the gas station yeah. or the dollar store or mm-hmm. the liquor store. Yeah. And so we had those, but we also, we, ju- we just had markets that were eh, not the best, mm-hmm. but then we also, um, had like you said, there are people who are growing vegetables in their mm-hmm. backyard, and so people are canning. And like mm-hmm. I said, people would be running down south, and when they come back up, they would have greens, or right. they'd have pecans, or watermelons, or yeah. whatever other kind of produce they brought up with them, and selling it out of the back of their truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where you get the best produce out of somebody's truck. Well, I mean, don't go up to people's trucks. And no, don't do that. But yeah, but it was good. It was. I mean, yeah, but it was. It was. It was good. And so mm-hmm. I really, I really appreciated this video for bringing that to attention. And they were also talking about, yeah, if you want, if you want to spend a lot of money eating plant based, you can. Yeah. Especially if you get stuff that's already prepared. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be. Right. expensive. Um, mm-hmm. You don't do faux meats. So it's yeah. not as expensive for you as right. it is for me, because I like to add faux meats every now yeah. and then. It just depends on how you eat and what your what your preference is. Um, yeah. And I don't I mean, I probably should I have access to it, but I don't always buy organic either. I'm a rather yeah. lazy shopper, as we know from my plant-based story last week. So <laughs> I don't always buy organic. So, I mean, yes, you probably should buy organic on some things and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm aware of things like that. But if you know where to get certain things, um, like I just learned from you to go to Asian markets to get good yeah, mushrooms. mushrooms. Um, and <laughs> and other have, produce. It's really right, They have really good green greens there too um but you can you can find things that are cheaper or just building a network of people who um maybe have access to a farm Mm -hmm. or somebody's yeah 
family member who has access to a farm um, and just coming up with a deal to um, buy food off of them. Uh, Just that community aspect. I feel like having a plant-based lifestyle builds already comes with a community Mm -hmm. aspect built in because you kind of have to search out um, the type of things that you need and search out like-minded people um, in order to get those things. And in many urban areas, um, there's a movement for um, like CSAs, local CSAs, you know, um, community I can't think of what the S and the A for, but, but it's, but it's, you know, people are agreeing that they will farm a particular plot of land, you know, mm-hmm. garden a particular plot of land. And then everybody gets a share community share mm-hmm. um, program. Everybody gets a share of the produce that, but everybody is committing that, Hey, you're going to go in and you're going to um, weed this day, or you're going to, you're going to help pick the food this day, or you're going to help process food this day. No, but everybody has an, Everybody has an opportunity to do that. The CSA up here is not like that. Okay. <laughs> I, well, when you were talking about, I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense." And I was like, "CSA, that's not. It's not. It must be different in different places." But I mean, it's very similar in that people have farms. And yeah. You sign up to buy so many boxes per season. Yeah, I, I mean, we there's that, but I guess I'm thinking here in here in Muskegon, mm-hmm. locally, because we were talking about that. That um, yeah, there's a place where you can sign up to get shares, but also do work there oh. as well. Uh, and they're doing that to lower to lower the price <laughs> yeah. that you pay to the CSA. That makes sense. So that yeah, it's like hey, if you want to. Mm-hmm. Come and do work instead of paying. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And then you learn the skills to kind of grow your own stuff. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> I keep, I keep, you know, I keep missing the time to join it because I'd mm-hmm. like to join it. But I think I'm going to do some container gardening. I've been inspired watching The Invisible Vegan oh and some gosh, other things. Yeah. So I want to try to do some container gardening i'm i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it more seriously than i've ever thought about it you know my dream is to be like earth mother goddess and have a garden in my head that's who i am but i I do have are slowly dying (laughs) yeah i know you and i had the same problem i gotta remember to water the food anyway so why are you not growing? Then it's like, oh yeah, I didn't water you for like a month. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I got the same issue. You get it honestly. You get yeah. it honestly. You know, one of the other things that I appreciated about um, this documentary is it talks about okay, in general, mm-hmm. um, people of color, African Americans, we want to avoid stereotypes. We don't want people to stereotype us. Right. Like you're all in, you're all in this category. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we do something different, like, oh no, I'm I'm not going to Popeye's to get the spicy chicken. I don't care right. if they have it or not. What? You're not you're not right. you're not eating chicken, you're not eating ribs, you're not doing that. Right. What kind of black person are you? So mm-hmm. you don't want to be stereotyped, but you're gonna stereotype people right. because they're not like you. Right. That is true. I, I appreciated that too because mm-hmm. that's that's a real thing. That's yeah. and, that and is a that, real thing. Um that what did you say? I don't know if you said it last week or maybe I just heard it on a thing, but black people are not monolithic. Like we right. have 
there's so many different black people there are hippie black people there are corporate black people there mm-hmm. are republican black people yes, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds so of black people. black people we're not all chicken eating slain talking yeah well and then the other thing too is that so much i mean they brought up some health statistics not not all that could have been brought up mm-hmm. but they just brought some um up where it was you know 40 because they brought had it in the category of health care versus disease care mm-hmm. that's like yeah just drop the mic on that one yeah. health care versus disease care and so much we're involved in disease care and mm-hmm. when you look at the, and we saw that um, really coming to the forefront during this pandemic because mm-hmm. we saw African-Americans, Latin Americans, um, communities being hit harder, but being hit harder because of the prevalence of diabetes yeah. and obesity and mm-hmm. heart disease and heart disease and, um, and asthma too. And asthma. So all of that plays a factor and you know we're African Americans are sixty percent more likely to get diabetes. Yeah, and they we are thirty percent more likely to die from heart disease. So not mm-hmm. just have it, but to die from it. And so much of this, not one hundred percent, but so much of it can be solved by diet. Mm-hmm. And so, what what do what do you want? Do you want to? <laughs> Keep your um, um, Popeye's loyalty card right. <laughs> and be the first to get the chick. Or do you want to leave, live free from the? And they featured a couple of women who had had some health issues like fibroids. And it's like, oh, you know what? When I went vegan, it's, I don't have those problems. or I don't have those headaches anymore. And it's you find out when when you have the... When you see that much of a change um, and happening quickly, because it's not like it takes years for you to see the results, but mm-hmm. when it happens so quickly, you realize, you know what? Yeah, I can live without that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even we, even in our stories that we shared uh, over the past two weeks, we had things that we were specifically trying to solve health-wise mm-hmm. um, that going plant-based had a very substantial impact on in a good way like in a good way that we were um experiencing i know the word (laughs) (laughs) that we were experiencing uh we weren't really experiencing those symptoms anymore and at completely different ends of the the spectrum because you were dealing with menopause symptoms and i was Mm -hmm. dealing with um, physical manifestations of my anxiety those are two Mm -hmm. separate things two separate things and no other well, I don't want to say no other field because I don't know. I don't know medicine, but I would assume <laughs> that there's no pill that we could both take to feel no. both of uh-uh. those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's amazing to me that food could be so healing. And in that, everything that you intentionally put into your body is soul food, regardless of if you think that it's soul food or not, regardless of if it's fried, baked sauced, marinated, whatever, whatever you intentionally put into your body mm-hmm. is soul food. It's feeding your soul in some kind of way, is nourishing mm-hmm. your body in some kind of way, uh, which is why with plant-based and slayed, the message is not necessarily plant-based eating. We just happen to talk about plant-based food. Mm-hmm. The message is intentional eating, being intentional about what you consume intentional. Um, mentally and physically. 
Yeah, I'll say it's intentional um, eating and wellness, right? Because they're tied together. Yeah. If we eat ourselves into dis-ease, mm-hmm. we can eat ourselves out of dis-ease. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a matter of what I tell people. You have to have a want to. Yeah, you can, you can tell me all day that you don't want to. Okay. If you don't want to, you're not going to, or you're right. going to go kicking and screaming. But when you tell yourself, no, I want, when you convince yourself, um, when the when the pain or the discomfort of staying the same um, mm-hmm. becomes bigger <laughs> than the pain yeah. or discomfort that you think is going to come with making this change, mm-hmm. then you're willing to then then you have a strong enough want to. Yeah. Um, and then you realize what you thought you were going to be missing. You actually don't. You don't miss it so much as like, oh my gosh, I I just can't live without this. I mean, you know, earlier today, because when I had ran to the store, your dad thought, oh, this is a great time to make bacon, right? Because he tries not to fry bacon while Uh I'm in the house because Uh the smell can, sometimes the smell is like, I just can't take it. Uh So I walk back into the house and it's like, you made bacon. (laughs) It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, (laughs) you, you made bacon. And, and while there are lots of substitutes out there for bacon, there is nothing like pepper bacon. There's just nothing like it out there. Mm -hmm. There's no good. Well, there's no vegan version that exactly imitates the flavor profile. There's Mm -hmm. some things that come close. And so for me, it's like, yeah, wow. I, I did like bacon when, when, before Mm -hmm. I was vegan, but I don't know. I didn't like it enough to say, Oh, welcome back. Hot flashes sweats, or, or just the, just feeling so much better. It's not worth feeling like, uh, what, yeah. what's happening? And I want to live as long as possible. There's enough, there's enough going on in this world um, directed towards African Americans. I'm mm-hmm. um, trying to take us out. I'm not going to contribute to it. Right. <laughs> True. True. I would even like when you said uh, if you focus on the like what you don't want I would even mm-hmm. go as far or part of what I believe is that when you put so much energy into something that you don't want you're actually attracting that into your life because yes, you're you are. putting energy into it like yes it's like you start you start thinking like oh I don't want that so bad but it's in your thoughts it's in your body it's in your yeah. movement and that consumes you so if you're always thinking about oh I'm gonna miss chicken if I go vegan I'm gonna miss this then don't don't, don't, think of, don't think about it. Like, don't think about yeah. what you're going to miss. And that's always when people talk to me about going plant-based, I say, well, these are the things that I ran into. I tell them the obstacles up front. These are the obstacles mm-hmm. that I ran into. Um, and if you feel like maybe plant-based eating isn't for you, that's fine. You don't have to go fully plant-based. Maybe just go a meatless Monday. Maybe try yeah. lunch, try breakfast without meat and see how you yeah. feel. Um, and then focus on, instead of focus on, I don't have bacon or I don't have chicken, mm-hmm. focus on the many of options that you can have instead of. Right. Um, and then for me, but the, that's kind of why I don't really dabble in foam meat so much because I feel like when I eat foam meats, I'm trying to find a replacement for something instead mm-hmm. of an alternative for something. Yeah. So I find um, joy in creating alternatives to things 
that I thought there were no other alternatives to. Yeah. Uh, like when we made the bacon, I really mm-hmm. liked BLT sandwiches. I probably oh yeah, those are those are amazing. And that and that that, <laughs> that recipe that we came up for yeah, that bacon but yeah, was the closest than any other prepared. Well, yeah, that, but that's that's the point. Is like you when you release that. Oh, there's nothing that can replace bacon and holding on to that thought and say, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to push myself and try to figure out what I can make. Because mm-hmm. um, all you're craving is fat, salt, salt. and sweet. Yeah, that's it. That's it's what just you're the fat and the salt. Fat, salt, and, and a little no, bit. No, fat, salt, and smoke. And smoke, yeah. Well, I crave that's sweet. It. I like the maple with the bacon. So, <laughs> but uh, that's all you're craving. So, if you can think of like, okay, that's what I want in this sandwich and this flavor profile. How do I get that? Well, you mm-hmm. have a glue that has the pepper in it. You have the liquid smoke. You have the smoked paprika um, that brings a little bit of heat to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have tamari on something that, and you have oil for the fat, yeah. right? On something that carries flavor well and can crisp up. Mm-hmm. There you go. Face bake. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a carrot. That could be a radish, parsnip, whatever you want it to be. But then that opens up so many options. And then so you're more. getting back this flavor that you were desiring mm-hmm. without having to sacrifice your wellness or bring back the hot flashes that you didn't right. want or the hives that you didn't want. Mm-hmm. Or the unease or the dis-ease. Or the, um, yeah, the headaches and all like before. that. And, you know, you you find out who in your relationship circle is really supportive of you. Oh, yeah. And who's not. Because if they, if the, your so-called friends or family members who say they love you, mm-hmm. um, throw up barriers to you all the time, um, mm-hmm. try to sabotage you or don't try to accommodate you, mm-hmm. then you know they're not really for you. Right. I mean, that that's that's the that's the thing that I learned. I mean your your dad is not not vegan or plant based. He's eating more mm-hmm. that way um than not. But he's been so supportive. He hasn't yeah. been trying to say, oh I didn't marry a vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, not, he's not sabotage. He's not sabotaging. Right. He's really, he's really supportive. But I've had friends who, you know, have invited me over and they know I'm mm-hmm. plant-based and there was nothing there I could eat. And so, right. okay, so you invited me over for this social gathering. Everybody around me is eating. I'm okay eating a a cracker or a piece of fruit, but you didn't even have that. So yeah. okay, you're not you're you're not really for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Every- I- oh, go ahead. No, I was saying it doesn't mean that everything ha- at the party had mm-hmm. to be vegan or plant-based, but yeah, you really know who's mm-hmm. for you. And someone just keeps making fun of you to, or something. Either one, they really want to do it and they're afraid to do it. So mm-hmm. they're trying to get you to not do it. So they don't have to feel bad anymore. Or two, they're not really for you. And if yeah. they're not really for you, you don't need that negative energy in your life. Yeah, so I had a completely different experience. <laughs> Everyone, and I don't, maybe you paved the way for me. Um, I I don't know. I just, one, I probably wouldn't tolerate it well anyway. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tolerate it well anyway, because I don't play about my food. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. And if I want to eat plant-based, and you don't want to eat plant-based, then you don't have to be around me. Um, mm-hmm. But... 
I have the adverse um, or the opposite experience okay. where I'm usually telling my friends, you don't have to eat what I eat to make me feel comfortable. <laughs> like you don't have oh, to yeah. eat that. Yeah. That's um, the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to eat that. You you can eat whatever you want to eat. It's not going to make me feel uncomfortable. But I mean, I did in my past relationship. I don't even think I told you this, but in my past relationship, he would always be like, "Oh, how about you just try this piece of chicken? Just try it and see what will happen." Oh, no. Like having the chicken <laughs> in my face, and I'm like, "Why would you do that?" And I would like make him chicken to eat sometimes. Yeah. Because uh, I don't mind cooking meat. Yeah. Um, here and there if I can tolerate the smell but it was like why don't you just try it why don't you just try it or see that's um, not supportive that's yeah it's not supportive but then you I go on friend dinners now mm-hmm. and it's like oh well let's get this because it's vegan let's get this because it's vegan let's get this it's like you don't mm-hmm. I don't need the whole menu I don't need to try everything <laughs> You. Uh, yeah, well, I think so. I think that friend is trying to get friendlier. That's why <laughs> I don't need. I don't need everything on the menu. Thank you. So, well, <laughs> you know, and, but you know, I I would say there. I have known some vegans mm-hmm. who, um, would be really offended and insulted if someone yeah. ate meat around them, right? Right, or any meat products. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not that person. Um, I would rather woo somebody. I would rather have you like looking at my food that looks so good and have you saying, how do I get that? (laughs) Don't eat meat. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot tell you how many times at conferences and things that has happened, right? They have like a preset menu, you know, you get Mm -hmm. the beef or the chicken and it's like, I need the vegetarian or the vegan option, the vegetarian option, but leave off the cheese, right? That's what I put down. And then they bring me something and it looks really good and it tastes good. And the, everybody else at the table, how did you get that? I just told them I don't eat meat. So <laughs> this this is it. It looks better, doesn't it? looks better yeah. than that stuff that's running all over your plate, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I always find that interesting. When you give, because again, it goes back to allowing someone to step out of the box and create something a little bit different. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's all that plant-based eating is, is once you step out the box and be able to get a little bit more creative with what you're eating. I've told plenty of times, and I think I've used this analogy before when someone like, oh, you want a burger. If you just eat meat, you probably want chicken or beef Mm -hmm. or a salmon burger. There aren't really many options of burgers that you think of, but when you are plant-based and you say you want a burger, like do you want beans do you want vegetables do you want a mushroom do you want like it's all what, these options what kind of mushrooms like, what kind of want, do you want it composed do you just want right. you know the, just cut or do you want to yeah, sear it and smash like so there's so many there's so there's many so options more. that you can be open to i just think that it's um it's so tied to like creativity and wellness so which is so. why i think that um black women are getting so ingrained in this plant-based movement Mm -hmm. because I think so they're naturally I'm not saying that other women are yeah yeah Adrian exactly what you're talking about right so think of the black women who have been in my life and what I try to do is just real when we're tapping into that kind of growing nurturing making do making something fabulous out of seemingly nothing, right? We just get really 
good at that. And I, and I think that's part of what the black women getting involved in this is all about, because we have this history historically, right. Of taking the scraps or taking some of nothing and making something fabulous. So when right. we're seeing these black female um, chefs, uh, vegan chefs, I mean, the food is always amazing because they know how to make it work, <laughs> make yeah. it stretch. And I like that. Yeah. And going back to just like I said, like the creativity part, like I think mm -hmm. being like you said, pulling things together, but just having something made with creativity and love and light yeah. and like from the earth is so naturally us. Yeah. It's so naturally magical that mm -hmm. it, it makes sense that we are so, you know, ingrained yeah. in it and we're just natural healers. And mm -hmm. this is a very healing practice to feed your family plant-based foods and to teach them how to feed themselves mm -hmm. and heal themselves with the food that they're eating. So, yeah. yes. Well, well, that's really good. Well, I, we're almost at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. This has been really good. Maybe we can continue the conversation another time. I'm sure there'll be other iterations of this, but hope everyone that has listened has just, you know, a little bit of insight to um, some of the differences. I won't, <laughs> I don't want to say challenges because they're not challenges, um, but just some of the considerations that mm -hmm. um, African-Americans um, experience in following this plant-based path. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing. It's just one of those things that um, having to overcome that idea that uh, being plant-based is just kind of like what hippie white people do mm -hmm. or, or that it's so expensive or it has nothing to do with our culture. Mm -hmm. In reality, it has everything to do with our culture. Mm -hmm. And also just a, a reminder that, yeah, um, there are so many diseases that we can, um, help make some headway in with just by changing the way that we eat and it is worth it. So either going to pay for that um, great food and a variety of food, or you're going to pay for your medication, which yeah. do you want to pay for? That's true. And just eating plant-based is for everybody, period. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. Whoever wants to eat plant-based, it's for you mm -hmm. in whatever way that looks like for you. Yeah. No judgment, yeah. <laughs> just love and just an love. opportunity and invitation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you need some recipes, go to the plant-based and slate website, Instagram, um, and grab some great recipes. We drop new recipes every first of the month. Yep. Every first of the month. And sometimes during the month as well. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Well, thank you guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Planted. Planted is growing every day, and we would love for you to be on this journey with us. Subscribe to Planted through your podcast streaming site or visit us at plantbasedslay.com so you don't miss a weekly episode. Also, don't forget to follow us on IG at plantbasedslay for delicious recipes, wellness tips, and all the positive vibes. Okay, until next time.